Welcome back, everyone, to episode 34 of the podcast, the In the Eleven podcast with myself, Brendan Griffiths. Thank you guys for sticking around, for being patient, waiting for this next episode to come out as I kind of figure out my life and figure out a way in which I want to come back to this podcast and how to move forward with it. I'm still still figuring that out as we go here, so I appreciate you guys being patient and sticking around for that kind of stuff. I wanted to come on and make a bit of a, a longer episode piggybacking off of episode 32 where I talked about me making the big decision to leave Denmark and I I just put out an Instagram video a little clip for any of you guys who are not following that I would love if you can go and follow the in the 11 pot Instagram page but put out a little video just thanking you guys for how much support I received after episode 32 a lot of people reached out and were supportive not only but also appreciative of the fact that I was able to kind of speak candidly about what was going on and why I chose to leave Denmark and I felt as if I had described a little bit why I was leaving but I I still left it very up in the air and very ambiguous as to some of the decisions that I was making and I knew I just needed time to get get back right to be able to really talk about this in depth because I I just wasn't in a place in Denmark where I could really talk about everything without kind of breaking down and and feeling pretty lost and you know not necessarily 100% healed and back to normal but I know without a shadow of a doubt that that decision although it might not seem on the surface like it was a hard decision because it was just getting on a plane and coming back home it was a it was a really hard decision for me to make. It was a huge, it was a huge thing that I I didn't take lightly and and just pack up my bags and and give up when things got hard. It was a lot of a lot of things that led to that choice, and that's why I, I want to have a some episodes here where I can talk about this in more detail and hopefully in the same way that episode thirty two was able to provide something to connect with and and relate to with many of you out there I hope that this can do that again and you know again if there's anyone out there that's listening that has experienced something like the emotions or feelings that I'm going to talk about today or or wants feedback or you know needs somebody to listen to I I definitely can relate and you know feel free to to reach out to myself or to the podcast kind of social media itself. So I I think I want to do this probably in two parts because I don't want to have a big hour and a half or something long episode where I try and do everything all at once and give you guys the full story. Uh, I try I want to try and, and break it up and make it a little bit more digestible for all of you out there that are listening while still giving you to the best of my ability, the most concise and kind of linear explanation of why I've made some of the choices that I've made. Uh, it, To be honest with you, it won't be 
it won't be perfect. It, it might get a little bit ugly at times because I wasn't really in a place in Denmark where I felt like my mind was in a clear and concise place. And it's not like I've, you know, really gotten back yet to that place. Even now, you know, I'm, I'm still trying to figure things out and as cliche as it sounds, figure my life out. So I appreciate you guys listening and being interested in this and, and kind of bear with me as the, the main goal of this episode is to just be authentic and, and tell you guys the truth. So with that being said, to recap anyone who missed 32, I left Denmark about two weeks ago now, a little maybe a little more than two weeks ago. And it was a culmination of reasons, some of which had to do with the soccer, but a lot of it just had to do with I needed to make a choice that was best for me and my health and my sanity. And I just, I wasn't in a good, in a good spot. It, it didn't have anything to do with that club in particular that I was in. It really didn't have to do that much with Denmark, you know, the coach, the teammates, the city. Nothing like that. I'm still to this day incredibly grateful to my coach there, Emil, who you guys have seen on the podcast. He, you know, everything that he did for me was tremendous. And even when I came and I had this conversation with him and when I talked about leaving, he was incredibly supportive and and could kind of see, I guess, the writing on the wall when I started that conversation with him. So, you know, I don't want... There to be any confusion that, oh, I, I went to Denmark and I wasn't playing and I didn't like the coach or I didn't like the team, I didn't like the level, so I just bailed. You know, it wasn't it wasn't anything like that in terms of level. It was a great level. A lot of the guys on the team were, were nice, were friendly. Like I said, I liked the coach. Good city. You know, granted, in COVID, it's, it's tough to experience a culture like that when it was so many more restrictions than there were in the U.S., but again, I, I can't, I can't make uh, that claim that I left for for something other than it just it being what's best for me, and it, it, it was an intrinsic decision versus external factors. So, I've since I've been home, I've again, like I said at the top, I've I've known that this was the right decision for me. And I know that this is what I needed to do to, to take the next step. And so for me, it, getting home was step one. And now I'm trying to put step two and step three and so on and so forth into place to, to really just find what's going to make me the healthiest, happiest person that I can be. And I realized there's a lot of kind of habits and and things that I've developed along the way that maybe need to change. And, it, and sometimes that growth and that change can be really difficult for a person. And I'm experiencing that firsthand, but I'm trying to do the hard yards now so that I can reap the rewards. And I'm, I'm grateful that I I haven't had any kind of regret or any moments where I've come home and thought, oh, I wish I was still back there, you know, and again, it's, it's no, it's no slight to anyone or anything in Denmark. It's just, 
knowing where I'm at is is the correct place for me to be to allow myself to go forward. So with just being home, there was kind of another added bonus that came to the surface while I was in Denmark. There is a, a new semi-professional team in the Albany, New York area, which is where I'm located. And they're called the New York Shockers, and they play in the NPSL. And it was their first year of existence this year. And while I was over there in Denmark, I knew I would be home for the summer probably anyway. So I kind of just sent an email on a whim to the coach, seeing what the what the situation was with the team, expecting, you know, it could go a multitude of ways. They could say, well, no, we're not looking for more players or you won't be back in time. Or I wasn't sure if there was something to do with my player's license. As many of you remember, I had an issue with my player's license in Denmark. I couldn't play the first couple of games. I didn't know, could there be a repeat of that again? But I got really lucky and the coach called me back and said, yeah, we'd love to, to have you come be a part of it. And whenever you're back, just let us know and we'll get things rolling. So I kind of took that as a sign like, okay, I that that could be a way for me to come back, not necessarily take time away from the game. It still gives me time where I'm in the game and able to decide what I want to do next. And, you know, maybe it's a way for me to kind of fall back in love with the game again because my relationship with soccer just it, it got to a weird place while I was in Denmark. And I thought being here and maybe having the chance to allow my family to see me play again, it was something that I have thought about for a really long time. I, I, it was always part of the dream that I had of being in Europe was I can play somewhere and, you know, People can fly out and they can come and see me and we can, you know, experience things together. But just never worked out that that was really able to happen. Germany, it just wasn't a perfect setup. Denmark, there was COVID. Just didn't work. And I and I kept craving that because I haven't, my family hasn't gotten to see me play since like 2018 or it's probably the last time for some, maybe even before that. And I thought, okay, you know, this is a sign. This could give me an opportunity to, to to reinvent myself a little bit, but not have to completely reinvent the wheel. I can I can come. I can still be playing, and I can figure things out from there, and still play at a at a good level. So I've been really lucky again that the coach was willing to bring me in. I've trained with them now for two weeks. And it's difficult because even me planning this episode that I wanted to record two days ago versus now, it's it's different. And again, I feel like my head is is gone a little bit. I playing well, you know, kind of finding the joy back in the game again. And I I just was going into every session and I was like, I just wanna come. And I just want to play soccer, you know, in its purest form and, and just have fun and not and not think about every touch and every moment of did I do well or 
did I not do well? What is the coach thinking? What are the teammates thinking? I I wanted to to try my best to rid myself of all that and just come and just have fun. It's a it's a short season here. Play a couple games and then you know, see where it takes me and see where I f- where my head's at. Uh, unfortunately, there was a little a little tweak that I was carrying with me from Denmark that I had in my hamstring. And first week and a half of training with the Shockers here at home felt fine. Then Tuesday night, it flared up a little bit. And then Wednesday night, I'm recording this on Friday. So two nights ago, it was very bad. Um, was in a lot of pain, especially after the training. I was probably not smart about it. I, I pushed through because I was just... I wanted to play in this weekend's first game. I was very excited about that. Felt I was doing well. And, uh, yeah, I uh, probably put myself in a, in a tough spot. So I went and saw a doctor, said it was a hamstring strain. I need to go to physical therapy. And and really, there's a, a timeline that I have in my mind where I'd like to try and see if I can get right in about two weeks or so. To play the weekend of the twenty second, but it's it's all going to depend on how I can recover, how I can rehab, and all that stuff, and if I can get this hamstring to uh, to a comfortable place to be able to play again. The coach has been great in we've had conversations about injury and the and the plan going forward and all that kind of stuff. So I feel like I'm in a in a good spot to move forward and just try and get healthy and then when I when I get back I'll hopefully be able to kind of slip back into the fold and and move on from there the tough thing is it's a it's a short season it's only until about the very beginning of July when this NPSL season runs so I have to try and be as careful as I can while also realizing that it is going to be over quick so again like I said I uh if if I'd recorded this episode two days ago it might have been different and I just I don't know I felt for a second I kind of felt like you know it it's again listening to the signs of the universe I was in a very difficult place in Denmark and made a, made a really hard choice to kind of come home and be happy. Again, I was able to figure out a way to keep football in my life and to still play. And I was finding the joy again. I was finding the love of the game. You know, I had one or two sessions where I was like, okay, this is why I, this is why I did this. This is why I gave up so much to chase this game. And I was starting to to get that kind of buzz back and you know then you get hit with an injury and sure there's no great time to be injured but I don't know I really I really don't know it uh the game can the game can giveth and the game can taketh away in the same breath and it's just for me while a few years ago I would always just 
I wouldn't even think about big picture things in, in terms of in terms of the game. I think now I I do a little bit more and that's kind of what I want to lay out here as we as we go into this episode the so to to give you just the reason why all of this kicked off in Denmark why I why I eventually after a lot of soul searching decided to make the choice that I did was I felt I felt just so isolated I felt like the the only thing I really had was the game I didn't have friends really you know that like I said the guys on the team were nice but I was the new guy and not only was I the new guy I was the new guy from on the other side of the world who didn't speak their primary language and I, as much as people can say oh yeah well everybody speaks english there everybody speaks english yeah it's true everybody does speak english but it's their second language you know they're not going to speak in english unless they have to unless they know that the person they're communicating with only speaks english so the other thing i liken it to is like for those of us who are in america and many of us take spanish for years and years in school Spanish is a it's a class for you that you take at school. You know, you have Spanish homework, you have Spanish projects. So, imagine you know, every time you went and had a conversation with your teacher for an exam or for a project or something, that was work for you. Like that was school, that was homework. And so, when you're showing up to soccer, to football and people are talking to you and they're thinking okay I have to talk to him in English like that's work for them <laughs> that's homework a lot of them go to university all day and they want to come to football to escape not come and do more work so you know again nobody was rude or disrespectful to me or anything like that and a lot of guys were friendly and would say hi and say hello but for them to hold a conversation with me in English, it requires a lot of mental jenga in their head to figure out what to say and how to communicate. You know, it's like with anyone learning a language. Like when I was in Germany, if I'm trying to talk to someone in German, it's not really a conversation, it's more of me like putting the pieces of a puzzle together. So it's hard to make friends like that. You know, luckily I was able to find like one or two guys that were really, really good at English where for them it was more fluent. But even then, you know, building friendships, building relationships with people, it takes time and you don't want to force anything. You don't want to rush anything. And like I said, I, so, you know, I didn't have I didn't have friends there. I didn't have any family there. I didn't have any family in that continent. And... The only thing I was able to do was call people on the phone back home. And that's great and it helps a lot, but there's nothing compared to when you can actually talk to a person face to face. 
like when you can shake a person's hand when you can give them a hug it it <laughs> sure i might sound like a softy for saying this but you know i didn't i didn't get to hug a person for two and a half months three months like however long i was gone and that it's i'm a person that likes to be around people that likes to spend time with people and so that's tough like I felt like I only had the game and I only had those few trainings and those few games a week that was kind of my only solace and it just started to feel like it wasn't enough like that wasn't that wasn't sustainable that wasn't going to be enough to carry me through a life you know this is what I this is what I had decided I wanted to do for my life. And I was going to, you know, dedicate myself to this. And sure, maybe if I continue to push, there could be a world in which now I have friends and a team and I start to form friends and family elsewhere. But the reality of professional soccer is if you want to really chase the game and you want to keep playing at the levels that I was at and the level of lower league players, you you don't have a lot of leverage. You don't have a lot of bargaining power. You know, for me, as a player who's getting up there in, in years when it comes to an athlete's timeline, I don't have the leverage to say, okay, yeah, I want to play for you, but I want you to be able to fly my friends here to be able to visit me X amount of times. I want to be able to live with somebody on the team so I can have a friend. Like I want to have this support system. I can't, you know, the, the types of contracts that the reality is the types of contracts that I would be looking at is, Hey, we gave, here's this apartment. It's a one bedroom apartment that you can live in for the season for the eight, nine, 10 month season. And we'll give you like a grand a month. I mean, I'm just, I'm, again, I don't. Let's take a break to talk about support for the In 11 podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below the waist grooming. Their products are precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code 11 at manscaped.com. Now, if my math is correct, that's about 8 million balls. Now, listen, here's the deal, gentlemen. The Performance Package 4.0 has arrived, and it is a game changer. Now, I know we got a lot of ballers out here, right? We got a lot of coaches out here. A lot of you, I know in your sessions, in your games, you're constantly saying, you got to take care of the ball, but you're not taking care of your own. It's crazy. It's it's wild, and we got to change that here, and Manscaped's going to help you do that. So, First off, we've got the Lawnmower 4.0, and it is the future of men's below-the-waist grooming. And that is because of their advanced skin-safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 is also waterproof. It has a 400K LED spotlight, so no more going blind in the bathroom, getting hair all over the floor, right? Pop in the shower, you've got the light as well, easy, and you're done. On to the next one. Now, same goes for that Weed Whacker, the Manscaped Weed Whacker for your ear and nose hair trimming necessities. You've got the proprietary skin safe technology, which is going to help reduce with nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate, sensitive areas. Now, last but not least, we can't forget about the Crop 
Preserver Ball Deodorant and the Crop Reviver Ball Toner. A lot of you guys, I know you've got a routine with your recovery, right? You've got pregame rituals, you've got postgame rituals, a recovery routine that you do after, right? Hop in an ice bath, whatever it is, you have to add your below-the-waist care to that. You've got to take care of your balls, gentlemen. You don't want to be playing 90 minutes, and then you come in, and you're sweaty and disgusting, and you're not taking care of yourself. You got, you've got to do it. And Manscaped, like I said, is here to help you in that department. And who knows? Maybe that special someone that's in your life coming to the game, watching you play, you know, you play a good 90 minutes, maybe you bag a goal. I don't know. You want to be ready. You want to be prepared. You don't want to be in a situation where you are left without Manscaped. Now, just because Manscaped is hooking you up and they want to take care of you, the Performance Package 4.0 has a couple of goodies thrown in there. They've got the Manscaped boxer briefs and they threw in a little carry-on bag just to travel with all of your Manscaped products, whether you're going for an away game, right? It's a road trip, you're in a plane, whatever. Chuck all your Manscaped products in there. You don't have to think about it. You can forget about it and make sure that you're still taken care of. So it is time, gentlemen, because your balls will thank you. It is time to take care of yourself. So go to manscaped.com and get 20% off with free shipping using the code 11. That's 20% off with free shipping using the code 11, E-L-E-V-E-N at manscaped.com. That is 20 whole percent off of your order. 20% off your order with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use code 11. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. I don't want to discourage anyone from doing this. I love this game to the absolute death. You know, I I hope that you get you guys can see how much I, I've given to this game and how much I wanted it and or want it, but I just don't know if people realize what it is and what sometimes that success that you see is. You know, it's it's okay, you you did well in the fifth or fourth division of Denmark. You met an agent and they said, Hey, I can send you to the third division of Ukraine and you can have your own apartment and you can get paid $1,200 a month. And that's your only option. If you want to be a pro, it's like, okay, do you really want this or, or not? And again, I'm not trying to scare people away. I'm not trying to say don't do it, but just understand. And that's what I had to come to grips with too. Like, if you say no to that, if you say no to the, we'll pay you peanuts a month, you'll live in an apartment by yourself. If you say no to that, there's somebody else out there that is willing to say yes to that. Because there's millions of people that give everything to this game. And as you start to play in, in different countries and different levels and really see the culture of this game... It's, it's another level. It's People are so passionate about it. People give their, their life to this game. And it's going to be an isolating experience for almost anyone who pursues a professional career. Even the ones who have a lot of things taken care of for them, 
that play at the highest levels, it's not easy for them either. It's not. And, and it's a, 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 and loneliness and isolation and feeling alone is something that pretty much every player I've talked to has experienced. And I guarantee you can ask almost any player who's climbed, climbed the ladder in football will, will tell you the same thing. Like it, it's just, it kind of comes with the territory. So essentially what I had to, what I had to do was have this conversation with myself and, and kind of realize like, okay, am I, am I happy enough? Is this game enough for me to to put myself through feeling like this, to put myself through feeling depression, through feeling like crazy alone. And the ones who make it, the ones who do make it to the top, it's because they they either won, they don't even think the thought that I just had, if that makes sense. like it might pop into their brain, but they don't even really comprehend stepping away as an option. They don't, they don't look at it like, okay, yeah, I could do something else. It's, it's just this. It's just the game. It's just football. And, you know, or there's players who they just love it so much that that is enough for them. Yes, I'm going to be alone. I'm going to deal with the loneliness, but I love the game so much that it doesn't matter. Every time I step on the pitch, every time I train, every time I play, it's it's enough for me. And maybe I misjudge myself. Maybe I thought I was one of those people, but as I continue to climb up, I, I realize I didn't quite have that. I don't know. Maybe I, maybe I do. Maybe I just don't, maybe I just don't exactly know where, where I'm at in terms of my relationship with the game. And maybe it's just evolving and maybe it's just changing to like, to look different in the same way that anyone's relationship with anything changes over time. I, as I mentioned previously, I, I started to, the game started to just become all consuming for me because like I said, it was the only thing that I was doing there, really. If you, look, if you looked at the days that I had, it was like every day was the same. Every day was, okay, I could work on the podcast, I could read my book, I could, I could go for a walk, I could go for a bike ride, I could juggle the soccer ball, or I could watch Netflix. There, there wasn't, and again, this is just, I just think people don't, maybe don't understand, like, there isn't, there wasn't any just, oh, like, let me call out one of my friends, and we'll go get a drink quick, or we'll go and go to a coffee shop, and again, in COVID, you couldn't, you couldn't even go and just sit in a coffee shop, you couldn't do those types of things. So when I had 
these days that were filled with just time being spent by myself, everything that I was doing was by myself, whatever I could do to pass the time, to stay engaged, to stay active, it was with me, myself, and I. Then when you go to training, you're around people, and this is, again, what you came here to do. You came here to play football. You are a footballer. The whole, your whole circle, your whole world sees you flying, chasing this dream. You walk into that training session, and you have the weight of the world. And every touch and every play, you just want to perform. Because you have... You have all these people back home that are looking at you like you know you're you're trying to come and and be a professional or play soccer at the highest level or whatever it may be. And then you have all these people there in Denmark, all these people around the team that are saying kind of internally, okay, well he's here to play. Like he came all the way from America to play, like he should be decent at least. And while I'd love to just tell you, ah, it doesn't matter what other people think, just drown out the noise, drown out everybody else. Anybody who tells you that and actually can do it 100% of the time, I, I think they're lying to you. I really do. How... Every single, especially when you're like young, like every time anyone says anything or, or you don't think at all about what other people might be thinking, um, in, in reality, a lot of it could have been in my head. A lot of it could have been, could have been just fabricated and I put that pressure on myself. I, I can 100% own that and realize that's probably what happened. Because I would go to these sessions, I would just be stressed. The whole walk there, I felt a pit in my stomach. I felt anxious. And as the sessions were going, I started to to think, okay, you know, we're 30 minutes in, only an hour to go, or, oh, good, we probably only have 15 minutes left. I started to even look forward to the end of the session because it meant that I could just breathe and go back to my apartment and and recalibrate. And so when I got to that point in kind of mid-March, when I was feeling, when I was feeling so alone, when I was just, I was missing being around the people that gave me joy, that I enjoyed spending time with, I was putting too much emphasis on the football. I, I, it was consuming me. I started to re-evaluate what am I doing? Like, what am I doing? And am I happy or am I not? Not to mention, on top of that, I, if I would go and I would perform poorly at training because of the fact I'd work myself up into a frenzy, I felt so like low and so dejected and I had I had come to a point where I realized like I'm not even playing my best football right now 
I'm, I'm, I'm going into these training sessions. I'm silent. I'm basically talking to no one, which for those of you who know me is not the way that I play. And I'm just playing to not make mistakes. And I just, I felt, I felt just like lost. Honestly, I felt, I felt like I didn't know which way was up. I felt like I didn't, felt like I just didn't have control. And there was, there was a route in which I could have just bared down and, and gritted my teeth. And, you know, I could have tried to, to read a bunch of books on mindfulness and taking ownership and control of the mental side of the game and becoming more mentally strong going into training and going into to games but I felt I, again I felt like I I didn't know if I was capable of doing that on my own and so I kind of had to make the decision of like do I try and just push and maybe I can correct some things but maybe I don't what if I get into a worse place or do I take a step back to be able to then kind of assess the situation and and figure out what the right path is for me and and so obviously based on what you guys know I, I made the choice to to take a step away and to to do what I feel like is best for me I I want to say too like and this might be tough for people to understand, especially those of you who are listening to this for this the really the the football based content and the the soccer side of things. I had I had the dream, what I kind of determined to be the dream for myself. I it wasn't necessarily there for the taking, and I turned it down. But the option was there. Like I had opened the doors for myself to to maybe you know, sign a professional contract. I had communication with my coach, communication with him about speaking to different agents, speaking to different clubs, about lining up trials. I had lined up trials for myself with professional clubs, professional clubs that were, you know, genuinely interested in having me and had called my coach and it was it was on the table and i eventually you know i just had to ask myself i'm living the professional lifestyle now so to speak i'm you know this is what i do soccer is my jo- is my life here it's the thing for me how is just adding more money into the equation or adding free apartment or something or, or adding a visa how is that going to completely change the picture for me? You know, like, am I all of a sudden, it's like, it's like with any job, like, you know, sometimes people think that the money, the status, the power, the fame, whatever is, is what's going to make you happy. And it it usually never is. And so I didn't want to make the mistake of maybe I do get a pro contract offered to me and I just take it because this is what I've wanted. And this is what I, fought tooth and nail for years for and then I get there and I'm not even happy like again I know I know it might not make sense to people and if I had said these exact words to myself three years ago I would have been like that makes no sense 
what you would have been a pro like you would have been able to play football professionally how could you give that up how could you give up that chance and the answer is just the answer is just i guess things change i guess things changed for me i guess i think i think this i think a, a scary thing is when you when you set a goal for yourself and you work so hard and you work tirelessly to achieve a goal and then you get close to it or you're on the journey and then you start to realize do I even want this goal do I, is this even am I even happy pursuing this am I even once I get there will I like the view so basically I you know as we know I decided to to come home and just try and take steps to to focus on myself and look within myself to figure out what is next for me and how again how I can become the best version of myself and so far as it's as it turns out it's it's a bit more of a difficult process than than I had initially anticipated but I uh, I wanted to to talk about this on the podcast because like I've spoken to, to quite a bit of people about and as I've kind of realized where I think my value can come in terms of this podcast is is if I kind of share this process and share this journey with those of you out there I know I know I know how cliche that sounds to say I'm sharing my journey with you and my journey to become the best version of myself but it's true and it's 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 something that you know maybe for a young player out there who's thinking of doing what I did you can at least get a broader perspective than what everyone out there is telling you about how amazing it is to to become a professional soccer player. It is amazing. It is. It is amazing to play this game and have that be your life. You know, I haven't gotten to really call myself a pro, but I've been able to have soccer be my life at times. And, and that's something, you know, I've been able to play in different places around the world and, and meet people from all over. And this something that this game can give you that is incomparable to a lot of other professions out there. But there's just, you know, there's two sides to every story. I, uh, I want to kind of cap it off here and go into a little bit more depth in, in an episode two about some of the other things that I was feeling, some of the things that I started to, that kind of started to shape the, the questions that I was asking and how to figure out how to move forward. And what are some of the things that I'm, I'm kind of working through now or that I realized when I was over there? Again, thank you for being patient for the episode to come out. Thank you for being patient through this, this episode because I know it was a, a kind of stream of consciousness 
type episode and at times it, it might have felt a bit scatterbrained but again I'm, I'm trying to be as honest as I can with all of you and and give you the value that I have and right now the value that I have is is a scatterbrain it is uh it is a brain that is all over the place and is trying to put pieces of the puzzle together so thanks for those of you who are listening that you know you're part of the reason why I think I'm able to to put some of those pieces back together so as this comes out look forward to the next episode of this little mini story it will come out a week from today because this is airing Monday and then as we look forward into the future I I'd love to have some more people on this podcast that maybe can talk about mindset, can talk about mentality, can talk about mental health, and maybe specifically within sports or without a sports as well. And I'd like to have some other people in my life on the podcast that are doing really awesome things and that I'm very close with and very proud of that have had really cool stories and journeys as well because I think People can always learn from other people's experiences and and hopefully I can I can bring some of those to light here on the on the show. Go and subscribe to the show wherever you're listening or watching. Like, comment, rate, review, all that stuff. Pass the podcast along to your friends and your family. Tell them all about it and continue to support kind of what we're trying to do over here. I appreciate all you guys so much for listening. This was episode 34, and I will talk to all of you guys soon.